We'll keep it an hour. Just let me know when we're going, and yeah. I'm ready. Stand by. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta bleed to know that you're alive and have a soul. And then he said, I didn't even know you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> Wrecked him and almost killed him. <laughs> I never go. know when. No, we could easily start that over, but we are not going to. Bullshit. That's not the way we do things around here. We, we don't. don't edit anything. That's the way it goes. We're Long going- time ago, a guy gave us so much advice on how to do this podcast. Dave and I just sat there and wrote notes. <laughs> Said to Dave the other day, somebody claimed, ah, we gave them a lot of advice. And I honestly don't remember no. shit what happened yesterday. So I didn't reply to it. Yeah. I just said to Dave, did that, did that happen? And I don't remember that at all. I don't oh. remember us getting any advice. I remember what we did was we had one guy help us get the feed to start. Eddie. And then Bubba helped and Bubba's us amazing. get on. Yeah. Bubba's, look, I, I rarely get to see Bubba anymore because yeah. I don't live there. And and we teased him unmercifully when I lived there. Dude, he, Bubba is the guy yeah. that really is responsible for this because Dave wanted to do it for a long time and I didn't want to do it. And I, I literally, Dave was in front of Bubba's garage. Yeah. He built the most insanely cool little podcast studio with, hey, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Who is this shit? Um, Bub built, uh, my kids, okay. um, Bub built a little podcast studio in yeah. his garage. And I said to him, I go, what are you doing? He goes, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have some fun. I want to do a podcast. And you and I had talked about it. And we just said, uh, can we try one? And you and I tried it. We erased 50 of them. None of them worked. And Bub was great and watching YouTube videos. And, and man, I don't see him enough. I don't get to tell him enough. But if if you know him, will you please? And I will see him. My kids are out of town for two weeks. Yeah. I just, uh, Dave, we owe so much to him. Yeah. And I love him like a brother. I really do. I love him like a brother. And, uh, you know, it's one of the prices of divorce. It's kind of like when you leave a job. Yeah. You leave a job, and all of a sudden you're like, well, I don't see the guy at the sandwich shop anymore, and I don't see the people I work with anymore. Well, fuck, I don't see Bub anymore. But uh, but what he did for us, was, and he just sitting in there, remember he'd just be chilling out, oh, yeah. half asleep, we'd be laughing at him, one beer Bubba, we tortured him for life. But shit, man, he was the guy, if I took advice from anybody, and Dave took advice, one Beer Bubba YouTube was the guy who, yeah, who figured out how to do everything. I would have never figured it out. Matter of fact, when we moved the show down here, I went back to his house and he How many out, times did we call him? Oh, man, we called him at least eight times. And yeah. then, but, I mean, honestly, went back to his house. He wrote down step by step on how Amazing. to do this because I'm too damn dumb to figure it out. But, honestly, without Bubba, we would have never made it on there. So, yeah, if, anybody, if you see anybody claiming yeah. advice, unless their name's One Beer Bubba YouTube... Uh, they're full of shit. And Bub and Eddie were the two guys that did it. It's just because there are things coming as this show is going to evolve over the next couple of months in ways that Dave and I are incredibly excited about. But we also are very thankful to the guys that were there at step one, and they were Bub and they were Eddie. And yep. those guys, uh, I, I just I'm incredibly grateful for. Dave, I want, I want to start with one thing that I, I promoted today. It's going to be a tight show tonight, but um, I, want, I wanted to promote this because the one thing that we have said over and over again as we close in on August the 1st 
in our 20th anniversary party is this show's always been about community. Yeah. Um, having grown up here, Dave went to state here, kids born and raised here. It, it's community. And this community has been incredibly good to us. We're aware of that. And we want to be good to this community going back. That's why the charities that we've chosen for August 1st, uh, three of the five are based here in San Diego, and I think the other two be at Charity Water and, and Stand Up to Cancer, and we're looking for a way for the cancer money to benefit people in San Diego. We're working on that, so it may be four out of the five are based here locally. But that's why the August 1st event is so incredible. And when the Padres and the Seals and all of you individually, Sean Walchef and East Lake Country Club and everybody, Eric Weddle and Jim Trotter and so many others have stepped up, it, it makes my day. It's yeah. like when this community comes together. But the one thing that we have said over and over on the podcast is um, my son says to me every night I talk to him, he goes, he goes, Dad, you sound really tired. Really? And I go, I am tired. Yeah. I work 40 hours a week. I'm going through a goddamn divorce. I'm driving to East Lake doing a podcast. And by the way, I'm putting together a charity event. Yeah. But I said it's as rewarding as anything I've done. It's a good, healthy, tired. Um, But it doesn't stop on August 1st. And the thing that I love was today I came up with an idea. Yeah. The first guy I called was Dave who said, yeah. I said, okay, then let's bring it to Ryan Barkley. Let's bring it to Daniel. Let's bring it to Brian Curry. And let's bring it to Alan Taylor. What makes me so excited about having those guys as our partners, they're not sponsors, is when I pitched them the idea, they were like, when do we start? And I'm like, I literally thought of it an hour ago. But they were like, we're in what are we doing? So I promoted, I swear to God damn. <laughs> so here's, here's project number two. Project one is the Dave and Jeff party on the, on August 1st, $25 on the GoFundMe gets you in. Project two is Dave has spent a lot of his life coaching youth baseball. Yeah. It's something that means a lot to him. And we talk Padres. We love baseball on this show. Absolutely. The one thing that we have noticed, and Dave knows it better than I do, is if you are a kid growing up in San Diego, yeah, maybe if you're an Encinitas, you get to play at Eki Little League or you get to play at Cardiff Little League. Uh, some of the fields are incredibly great. Some of them are great. I mean, even even Eastlake Little League, where I coached 42 Little League teams. I mean, once they went to the Little League World Series, the donations they got – were insane and they have yeah. the nicest facilities because all of a sudden the the money ran you know like you wouldn't believe and that's not a, a not something you have to worry about is an east lake a park for you a sweet yes. water where those teams had and, and great the people in the community donated and you saw everyone saying the families are going out we need money they took that extra money and threw it back a lot of teams don't get a chance to go to the little league world series Correct. and get that giant check so what we are doing and what we are announcing tonight is we are going to find a little league field we want to find a Little League field, and it may be in your backyard. A Little League field where your kids are playing ball and they have to deal with the fact that they're sliding into second and they're sliding over rocks yeah. and pebbles. 
and when the outfield looks like the infield, then that, in our eyes, is a problem. Um, I thought about it today, and I said to Dave, I go, let's go rescue a Little League field. Let's go find one in this community in San Diego, and let's rescue it. And then the first guy I thought of was Ryan Barkley. Because I said, when we go there and we rescue it, we're going to need 35 years of experience that Barkley Landscaping yep. provides to figure out, A, how to do it. And and I, it's cracking me up, man. I'm thinking of, of Field of Dreams. Yeah. And I go, we're going to build this fucker. Yep. Uh, so need a fence guy. Daniel Tyler's there. Uh, we probably are not going to have a pool like they have <laughs> at the Diamondbacks. <laughs> And we don't have to buy the land, but let me tell you again, the TaylorMade Pools and Alan Taylor and Brian Curry and I sell San Diego, all guys that love the game of baseball, parents, and have been around it, we're like, we're fucking in. Yep. You guys tell us where we're going. You tell us the day. That's why we tell you if you need a pool guy, if you need a fence guy, if you need a landscape guy, if you need a real estate guy, these are not just guys that hey, come check me out. They're like, where are we going? I go, fuck, I don't, even, I don't know where the field is. <laughs> they were ready to go tonight in a truck and get a beer and rode a till and laugh our fucking ass off. So here's what we're going to ask you to do. We want you all to participate. Maybe we go out. Um, you know, like we said, Dan, Dan's going to help build the – he fucking said every job's easy, yes, right? Yes, he sure does. All right. Well, now I need you to build an outfield fence for a Little League park <laughs> to be determined. Barkley is going to be there. Curry is going to be there. Me and Dave are going to be there. Um, this is the only thing that I would like from whoever we're doing this for. If you can get to the Little League, because we also understand that one of the challenges for local Little Leagues is that money that comes in doesn't always yeah. stay, and that breaks my heart. Having done enough shifts yeah. in the snack bar for Little League things, all of us have done it. Uh, it's fun. You give back so you don't have to write that check for 200 bucks. Um, I would like it if the guys that are stepping up could be recognized. Yes. Barkley Landscape could have a sign in the field and Brian Curry and those guys. I would like that um, because we're going to donate everything. We're going to find a way to get it and the materials. We're going to go out and do it. If you guys want to come out and paint bleachers and maybe we can find an electrician and we can rewired the press box and put a microphone in this place. Here's what else I would like to do. I've told Dave every step of this. Somewhere along the line, I would like a plaque for Lou Palais. Oh, that's nice. Um, Because um, I would like that. Because there's a part of me where I was like, yeah, we're going to name that bitch to David Jeffield. (laughs) I'm like, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Somewhere along the line, I'm going to carve JD plus (laughs) LA. A big heart. Um, I'm not doing that either. But I, I that's all we want. Yeah. If I could just find a place where we get, it doesn't have to be big sign, whatever. Yeah. But that's what we want out of you. All, all me and Dave need are for you to go and say, "Hey guys, this little league field may be the one." Take a picture of it and send it to us on Twitter. Yeah. And then. We're going to take the 10,000 people that follow us and we're all going to come together as a group. We're going to look at those pictures and we go, where the fuck are we going? And what the fuck do we do to fix this? God damn, this is one beat up field. Not only fix it, but we'll show you how to maintain it. Yeah. You know, one of the best things happened for me when I was 
coaching my youngest son uh, at Eastlake is Luke Yoder from the yeah. Padres. Came down and says, I'm going to rebuild your mound for you, which is hard to do. And we got to get got, him, right? Is he got, still local? He's not, well, he's not with the pods anymore. I don't know what Luke's doing now. But you know what? He rebuilt that mound. We took care of it. All of us, all, 10 coaches, we agreed. Yeah. We're going to take care of this thing. And it lasted the whole year. And he shows yeah. he had to take care of the batter's box and to take care yeah. of the around the bases. All the places we get the heavy traction. He's going to show you how to take care of it. We'll show you how to take care of this field. Ryan knows how to do it. I know how to do it. Nice. We're going to show you what it takes to maintain through an entire season and keep it going for years. That's what we want to do. Yep. Um, you know, people have said to me over and over again, um, man, you have five charities. Why didn't you do one? And I said, because I chose five. Yeah. And Dave chose five. We like them all. Who do you want me to cut out? Who do you want to cut Right? Should I get rid of Rancho Coastal Humane Society? My man, John Van yeah. Zanti, want me to get rid of Bob McElroy yes. at the Alpha Project? Should we tell the people in the third world countries who are going to get $2,000 to provide clean drinking water? Hey, too bad. Sucks for you. Sucks for you. Dave lives in Eastlake and I'm having a dis- No. <laughs> Suicide having a awareness? Of a bottle. I'm yeah, good. fuck, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. So there was nobody. Yeah. We started with three and Dave and I sat here after a show and go, we're not doing it right. Yeah. We love the three that we're doing. We're not doing it right. We added the other two, and we go. We're doing one Little League field. Yes. We're not insane. <laughs> we're not adopting five Little League fields. But I'm really excited about it. I'm Me really too. excited about it because I feel like there is somebody listening to this show that has a skill set that I'm telling you I don't have. And you and Dave probably doesn't No, have. absolutely. And let me tell you something. To give you the idea how expensive it is to take care of a field, and not even talking about the grass part. Yeah. Each one of those bags of dirt for the clay, yeah. for the surface, the the surface stuff that you see on top of it, yeah, is fifteen dollars a bag. It's very Fuck. expensive to do. It's yeah. very expensive. And so, if there's somebody that that supplies clay and surface and everything, we need else, you. We need your help. Yeah, we need you. But this is this is what the show is about. It's about who we are moving forward as a show and moving forward as a show. It doesn't stop on August 1st. And this is no reflection on anybody else who does anything because anybody who does one event for charity is great. And we're all lucky that they're here, but just because of what you did for us coming out of January 1st of this year, Amazing, as I tell people, it's the day Dave's father passed away, and today I found out I was getting a divorce. Yeah, uh, uh, I speak for the show when I tell you that the six to eight weeks that followed January 1st were as hard for us personally as anything that we've gone through in the 20 years. What got us through those eight weeks and continues to get us through the eight weeks is you. Yep, the amount of you that reached out to us and said, We care, we love you, we've got your back. And so now it's kind of been an eye-opening thing where Dave and I are like, well, shit, let's go do something. And it's what's really fun um, is I, I really do give credit, Dave, to Lisa Ann for, for getting the idea. But oh, then yeah. me and Dave put it together because she's traveling. Yeah. And all of you that have come together and supported that, especially my man Billy, who's put 13 fucking hundred dollars into awesome. this thing. And very candidly, he said, I'm not coming down to meet you two fucking dinks. I'm coming to meet Lisa Ann. I'm like, that's why Lisa Ann is not yes. showing up with a fake date. That guy, that's why I said that guy's fucking down the road, hanging out 
right, wrapping fish in newspapers at Seaside Market. He's not coming to this thing because my man Billy wants to meet her. You're fucking meeting her, Billy. Now, don't go creepy. (laughs) He won't. He won't. He's fucking great. He's great. I'm more worried about Steve Woods. I'm not worried about Billy. (laughs) But here's the the thing. You guys have been. Steve Woods isn't going to drop his figure four thing on her, is he? Oh, I'll tell you about Steve Woods and his figure four in a second. But you guys have been great. And this is not going to be, I don't think, I don't know, Dave. I don't know that we're going to have to do a money thing. I think this is really just more us going out and painting bleachers and maybe changing the fence and doing what we have to do. But at the end of the day, um, we'll all be able to look back on it. And when those kids go and play Little League on it, I think we can all look at it and go, that was really cool. Yeah, it benefited kids. As though this is yes. the, this is the extremely important. Kids and, and dogs, obviously my two favorite things. So kids and pets it, are it, neither. Yeah. <laughs> As Casey Kasem would say, it is it is fantastic. And again, yeah. if they maintain the field the way we're gonna teach them how to do it, it's something that will benefit kids for years. Well, I, I just I that will all get there. But again, when I reached out to Dave today and said, I, this is why I love the guys that are part of this show. Kyle was just here. All the guys that are part of this, Walchef I put in this group too. I just I come up with ideas that I think are attainable. Yeah. And you guys are all like, let's go. And that to me is when you go, this is great. This is really great. It's exciting. Curry, Barkley. Taylor, Tyler, yep, all our guys that were like, we're fucking in. What are we doing? Where are we going? I was like, <laughs> I, I don't know. And there was almost a sense of disappointment. Like, I think they thought like. You're ready to go tonight. Like, you hear guys grabbing their car keys? Yeah. Like, I think they all, I think they thought I rented four Airstreams and we we're just going to hang out. We we're going to wrestle. Oh, we're not doing any of that shit. I don't even know where we're going. But, um, but if you have a. Here's and Dave, I I think we would all agree on this. Yeah. Especially if it's the T ball field. You know what I mean? The T ball field That's and the little cool. guys. Obviously majors and all those yeah. guys. But you guys know what the Padres do when these guys are in their oversized jersey and their hats and they're out there not paying attention, as Brian Regan said, thinking about their snow cone. Let's 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 find some of these guys wherever they may be. I would say from Oceanside to to Chula Vista and as far east as I don't know, we're going out to Campo. So <laughs> let's say uh, let's say as far east out as Alpine. You know okay. what I'm saying? Alpine yes. to Escondido. You guys know where we're going, right? But uh, but find one and say, look, man, this is one, and uh, and then we'll we'll see what we can do and we'll see what we can do to pump a little life in that. And I think we'll all we'll all enjoy it. A Perfect. Lot. You can send pictures if you want. Again, uh, you can send me right to my email, Dave Palais at yahoo.com. Well, I was just saying, Dave, if they do it to us on Twitter, Twitter's perfect. Yeah, send it to, to you and me on Twitter. Okay. Because what I would like is I would like all of us as kind of a community show. Yeah. To have a say. I think we'll know it when we see it. Yeah. Right. I mean, when you go to Rancho, go light in your. God dang Little League filled on fire and shit, you <laughs> assholes. Um, yeah, don't do that. And the good news is, this was really exciting tonight, was uh, we mentioned Steve Woods. Yeah. And I reached out to Steve. And for all the Little Leaguers, 
Steve is going to talk about some of the great interviews he had at 94.9 when he had that ability to sit down with bands that these kids have never heard of. And uh, he said he'll limit the speech to about three and a half hours, and I was really excited about that. <laughs> um, I won't mention names. This will be my final point okay. on Steve Woods. He will not be talking about his days at 94.9. But I don't think he appreciates the friends that he has in you and me. Because I said to him today, I'm concerned for his safety. Because I believe there are people in the 1090 building yeah. that are borderline, like, just may go nuts and may take him out. Right? That may just take him out. Yeah. One, and they'd probably just poison him and i said because you and i enjoy the finer things in life and, and we walk on the right side of the road that if a day comes when steve is taken out yeah uh and uh hannah moves on and becomes hannah nancaro woods hedges <laughs> that was erland <laughs> no I said what I would do to Steve is I would go into the 1090 studio where his carcass is, whether it's bloody or just dead. Yes. In a final tribute to him, I will fold him back up into the figure four position <laughs> in his chair. His, his, his favorite position. Yeah, his yeah. carcass. I will duct tape him to the chair. I'll shove him down the into the fucking corner. And with the stench of his dead liver Kamchaka vodka infested liver reeking up the room you and I will go ahead and do that Kurt Bavakwa interview nice. because the show must go on <laughs> and I don't know that he was receptive to that idea at the level that I expected but yeah. but the but the offer stands oh my gosh aren't we nice yes I just like he gave his wife a new last name I said it to him <laughs> did, he, did he say edges not even Robbie Erland anymore. We moved on Austin Hedges. That drive him crazy. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> I just said, hey, man, I would like Hannah Nancaro Woods Hedges to understand that the Dave and Jeff show in a time of need, when you're over there with, you know, yeah. stinking the room up, <laughs> we'll fold you up in a figure four in your chair. We'll fucking shove you in the corner and we'll make sure the Bavakwa interview gets on. That's what go. we do around here. You're Team a good guys. Guy. You're a good guy. Team guys. <laughs> Team guys is right. You're welcome, Steven. All right. I, I never call him Steven. Do you, you call him Steven? No, I do not. I think I call him Steve or Stevie. I think I don't know what the hell I call him. Steve. I don't know. That's funny. I don't call him Woods. No. Yeah. I don't know, man. He's one of my favorite guys in San Diego. Isn't he great? I, we like, say that all the funny, time. Like two years ago, we didn't even know yeah. that lunatic. I know when we mention guys and we say our favorite guy, but honestly, that list is about 10. It's not even that deep. Like Mark Grant called me yesterday as soon as the, that great? The, the plane landed in Dallas, and he just, just hey, what, what else can I do for you? I want to do more. What can I do for you? Uh, Jesse Adler today yeah. I heard from, which meant the world to me because I, I, I think you and I are just sitting here talking. Yeah. And... uh and I had a great conversation with, with Jesse because I, I said to him, I'm thrilled that Ted's healthy, but I feel like these couple of weeks have given you a chance to shine. And I, I just, I, I'm sincere in that. I'm, I'm such a fan of him as a guy and what he does. And he said to me, he goes, yeah, Mud made me start listening to you guys when you were about a day in. And he goes, I love it. But when Mud said to me yesterday, we were talking, and Davey said the same thing. He goes, what can I do? So if you didn't hear us the other night, Mud's gift pack 
for the uh, event on August 1st. We're going to put this all together. So it's going to be a total package what you're going to get. You're going to get a signed baseball from Mud and Orsillo, which I think is cool. Yep. I would have loved that when I was a kid. From Jerry and Dave Campbell or Ted and Bob, all four of them, would have been great. You'll get the signed baseball. Um, you're going to get four tickets to a game, Mud's tickets, which are yes. great, four seats to an upcoming game. And then in the off offseason, uh, we're taking you to lunch. We're taking you and a friend to lunch. And I, I said to Mud, it's a unique thing we're trying to do different things um that you can't get anywhere else yeah and so me dave and and mud will buy you and a friend lunch but good time it, it'll, it'll be, be great time. yeah and we'll go we'll go somewhere and hang out and time we'll be on your yeah. time not not ours and i i pitch it to mud i go mud you know what people dig is going and getting a burger and beer with you he was got uh yes i'm yeah. in perfect and, uh, we should do mud steel, what he does in the morning. Just go to 7-Eleven, get a cup of coffee, and we'll stand in the parking lot for 45 minutes. I have made that. <laughs> Dave, I've done it at the 7-Eleven. And you're laughing at it. It is so much fun. Yeah. He is such an everyday Joe. He is Joliet to the core. Yep. There is not one bit of ego in that guy. I love him like family. And he just bullshits him and our buddy Steve Conley and the rest of those guys. They just, in that 7-Eleven, they have like the stacked up Bud Light 24 yeah. packs. And the poor guy working, I've met him a handful of times, couldn't be nicer. Shit, they, there's more people sitting around talking in the aisle. If you come in and you just want a donut and a cup of coffee, you got to run the gauntlet to get it. <laughs> and... uh and it's all there's 20 people and they all know each other yeah. and they're all nice as could be. And if you show up tomorrow, Dave, they'll treat you like you've oh, been there every day. I know. It's great. I, I believe it's off of uh, off of Second Avenue in El Cajon. And every it's time right I, there. Every yeah, time right I'm in Greenfield. that area, I'm always like this. This is where Mudden goes every morning. This is yeah, the spot. it's right next to when you guys were on Bar Rescue. You didn't do that bar. No. But Mud and I went and hung out with that guy and talked to him about his Bar Rescue experience. That was great. It's right. At, it's right at Greenfield. in. Yeah. Greenfield and I think it's Greenfield and second. It is second. Yeah. I think it is second. I know, uh, that's it. But it's it's right there. There's like uh, there's like a yogurt place and there's a McDonald's yeah. right there. Like I said, yeah. the bar. And during the season, if you like when they're home, yeah, that's his cheers. That's where, where everybody knows his name. That's his but, cheers. But the but I will tell you, having done that, the thing that's really fun about that group is they know everybody's name. Yeah. Like, it's not like it's like Mud just chilling out. <laughs> trash talk and they trash talk yeah. him. And it's just Padre talk. And what are we going to get? The whole thing. That's funny. So, so. But yeah, thank you to Mud yeah. and those guys. And uh, and I reached out to Ted to try to get a sign. And he hasn't returned my call. <laughs> Lightner hasn't returned your call? No, big fan. Oh, thanks. Big fan. Thank you very much. I tell you what, Larry Sacknoff would have called me back. He sure would have. Because he's. Jim, Jim Stone would have called you back. Al Keck. How, how much you want to play this game? Bobby Estill? Dude, I can't. I can't. I Len can't Ping? Play. No, we're close to you. Phil Farrar? I can't, I can't play this Phil game. Phil Farrar would have called back. Paul Rudy? <laughs> Paul Rudy would have called you back. You know who else would have called back? Ted? You know who else would have called back? Kyle Kraska. Yeah. How about that? Now that just hurt. Now you just pulled the Diego Maradona thing and just did the double bird. 
How about Bill Russell yesterday on television? Oh, that was great. It's so funny how he had to apologize. Who gives a shit? It's the finger. Oh, What's on. wrong with people? The guy is 80 years old. Just Stop getting your feelings hurt. Flick off everything. Barkley. Nobody turned the TV off at that moment. Can't believe an 80-year-old man flicked off Charles Barkley. It was hilarious. Barkley had to be dying, right? Yeah. He says that's his thing. It's like when Bernie Wilson tells me to go fuck myself every time. The line of the day that killed me was the Chargers put out the picture Oh, I got to get to the Chargers, okay. too. It's funny, because I got some NFL stuff I want to ask you. The Chargers put out a picture of two guys standing on the final beam. Yes. Or not? maybe not the They're final. They're raising the final beam up. Raising the final yeah. beam. A goddamn Canapa wrote, I hope you have renter's insurance. <laughs> okay? Now you go. So I sent, that, I sent that clip to Bill Center. Yeah. And I said, our boy still has a little giddy up on the fastball. Because I love that That line. was funny. I thought it was great. Canepa told me yesterday he will come in here and do a show. He will come in on this podcast. When did you see him? I, we were talking back and forth yesterday through oh, uh, through man. messaging. And I, he said, first of all, he goes, I, I get claustrophobic in garages. I go, we'll be fine. Oh, for Christ's sake, You'll be okay. <laughs> I, said, Dude, I have a feeling I'm going to have to go pick him up. But I'm telling you, he's coming on. My, my Just the best. Yeah. Yeah. Had a little giddy up on the fastball. That was so, a good uh, one. yeah, Nick would be great. But I don't even remember. Oh, the fuck was I going to say? You're saying it was something about the NFL. Oh, just, well, that was just. That was the NFL part. Yeah, shit. I can't remember. No, so, <laughs> so here's the deal. I'm watching NFL Network, uh, watching this top 100. Okay. okay. Disappointed Weddle wasn't in there. Even Tony yeah. Jefferson made a comment on, on Twitter today who now plays for the Ravens. And he says, How in the hell is Terrell Suggs? And Eric Weddle making all these Pro Bowls, and they aren't yeah. in the top 100. This is bullshit. And there are guys in the top 100, or you sit there and you shake your head, whatever. So uh, I'm sitting there and I'm watching all 100. And yesterday they did the final 10, you know, mm -hmm. the number one player, boom, 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 where different guys are, are ranked. And finally, I, after watching this, I'm getting fired up mm -hmm. because this is one of the few times in a long time for you and I where teams that we like are supposed to be really good. Not only are they supposed to be really good, mm -hmm. they have superstar players. Mm -hmm. So. For the Rams, I mean, just in the offseason, yeah, they get right. Brandon Cooks, they get Sue, they get Marcus Peters, and they were already a Shit. great team last year. And you look at the Vikings and mm. where the Vikings are, and now they have Kirk a better Cousins. quarterback situation than they had, and they were a team that people thought could make a run. It's an exciting time. So I looked <laughs> I looked at my kid and said, no shit, I'm telling you right now, I cannot wait for football season one. Yeah. To the point where Saturday morning, I'm always up. I set that alarm at 5.50, 6 o'clock, I'm watching College Game Day with Kurt Herbstreit yep. and those guys. And I said, don't even bother me from 6 in the morning Saturday till 9.30 Sunday night. I, I cannot wait for fucking football season Saturday and Sundays. I'm, I'm so into it. And I know we don't have a team in town. Yeah. But I, I, for you and I, you grew up a Viking fan first. Yeah. I grew up a Rams fan first. I cannot wait for the season. Mud's going to yell at you that it's you and me. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to come back. <laughs> what did I say? You and I. I think that's right. I can't wait for the season. Yeah, for you and I, I think yeah. Mud will tell you it's you and me. He's I, wrong. It's not me can't wait for the season. I can't wait for the season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. Mud. Fuck, fuck you, Mud. <laughs> Goddamn guy donated to the thing. Uh, I would not recommend divorce for anybody. It's yeah. very challenging. However, once you get over the bridge and you realize. <laughs> you drop out, whatever. Yeah. I don't have to do shit. Yes. <laughs> Football sweet. season. I don't have to go to Costco. You think? Hey, what the hell? What going on is here? going on here? Who's that? It's Brett Boone. <laughs> oh, thanks. Um. Um. Yeah, 
You don't have to do any of that. I'm like, I literally have to get a good couch. Yeah. I already got a great TV. Goddamn, I love the TV I got. I'm like, I just need to get a couch. And then I will do nothing on Sundays but watch games yeah. all day. Um, Dave, I do want to say this about the NFL. I had mentioned a couple of weeks ago that I had reached out to the Chargers, and the Chargers were incredibly gracious about being willing to donate an item for August 1st. I am going to not pursue that, and I'm not going to pursue it for a couple of different things, and this has no reflection on the Chargers. Please understand that. I want to be able to be candid in my feelings about what happened in this community when they left, and I feel like I'm gonna, that's going to be a challenge if we go to them and we ask for an item that they were 100% in, what can we do, and they were doing it based on a 20-year friendship with this show. Um, I understand that what it did, and I, I just I feel like it would be a really dick move to go, yeah. hey, man, can I get a Melvin Gordon signed football? And they go, yeah. And they send down a Melvin Gordon signed football. And I think that there would be enough of you at the event on August 1st that would be like, ah, right? Yes. Yeah, I don't really need to bid on the wedding photo of my ex as she married Greg Evigan. <laughs> From BJ and the Bear? Yeah. Jesus. How do you pull that name out? Uh, who knows? Um, so I'm not going to pursue that. Um, again, it's not they were amazing and they were great. And I thank them very much for how willing they were to help out. I just feel like we would be incredibly hypocritical to because I feel like we're going to be more critical of them than we are going to be praising them. And I yeah. just feel like that would be an asshole move. I do want to thank them um, because when I raised it, it I was just kind of talking to every team and they were like, hell yeah, what do you need? Um, there was no ulterior motives for them. They were not trying to buy PR, do anything like that. They were not trying to buy off me and Dave. They just wanted to help. But um, if you were a Charger fan and you were looking forward to bidding on whatever, I'm just going to respectfully, uh, out of my respect for the guy that was helping me, my pal yeah. Arthur Hightower, who I love like a brother. Um, I, I just Am I right on that? Yeah, that's fine. I, I, just, I just think that would be a shitty thing to do. It would be to go hand out and ask for an item and then in a couple of months be joking at their expense. And uh, and I just uh, so I thank Art because he was ready to help in a second. But um, but we're going to we're not going to pursue that. Going to decline that. Yeah, yeah I just I, I just because out of my respect for him and and I just I don't think it's right. I just yeah. don't think it's right. And so. That's all I wanted to say, because we had promoted it. <clears throat> and if that item's not there, that's how, oh, what happened to Charlie? Oh, of course. The None of it. They were great. Arthur Hightower is great and a friend. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, just because I think when we talked about the Hardwick thing, I heard from so many of you on social media that said, thank you for getting it. Yeah. Thank you for understanding what we're going through. Um. I kind of feel like I'd be letting you down if I said, don't forget, come out August 1st because Kyle Emanuel will be our guest auctioneer. You'd be like, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're going we're gonna to thank them for being willing to, to step up and participate, but we're not, we're not going to pursue that any further. Okay. Out of respect to them yes. and out of respect to all of you because, yeah, I wasn't directly affected, not a fan of it, but I get it, and I respect 
both sides enough not to pursue it. We were going to get Philip Rivers' game-worn jersey from his very first game, but we're going to reject that. Yeah, we're going to reject that <laughs> as well. Uh, all right, you got a, a, a life question for you, all right? I know life you, question, I'm ready I know, for it. Go, I know, that's why I'm going to throw it at you. So here, here's the deal. Mm-hmm. My wife comes back from Italy tonight, okay? All right. But I got a, I got a shitload to do in the house before I, before I pick her up. All right? right, like like the washer's going right now, the dryer's going, the whole deal. All right, the Swifter, the sw- <laughs> Swifter, the whole deal. So in my mind, I'm thinking this house better be clean as can be by the time she comes home, and make sure that she walks in the door and goes, "Man, you guys did a better job than I thought." Nope. Or do I pull? I remember seeing this when I was a little kid on the Andy Griffith so show. Dumb. Do you remember this on the Andy Griffith show? I don't know where you're going, okay. but I know I'm going to Wasn't it Aunt B that was the the late, old lady that lived with them? God, there was something about her <laughs> I liked. <laughs> I'm so, kidding. Yes, so, Aunt so, B. Okay, so here's what I remember in that show. Aunt B goes on vacation, mm-hmm. and Annie tells Opie, you got to clean all this shit up, yep, and the peanut exactly. butter and jelly and everything, exactly. you got to clean it all up. Take it out from under your pillow, the whole deal, and they're cleaning up like crazy. Then he realizes right before she walks in the door, Annie does, wait a second. If she comes home and the house is yep. perfectly clean, she's going to feel like we don't need her. Correct. Dirty up the fucking house as much as Correct. it can. Take that peanut butter and jelly sandwich, put it back under your pillow, the whole deal, and they jacked that house up. Correct. Like you know, And when she walked in, she couldn't have been happier to know that she was needed. Correct. So, Absolutely. So I just don't do a damn thing. Just leave like the laundry that needs to be folded on the couch and all everything else? No, I think what you do is you find the happy medium. The okay. happy medium. Which is do, do enough. Because she's coming back from a really long, long trip. trip, and she's working tomorrow. What? The? Yeah, that's what I told her. She's gonna get, walk in this house at like one in the morning. She's gonna be getting up at five thirty. Yeah, she'll be real productive. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to see uh, the checklist of what she gets accomplished <laughs> tomorrow, which will be nice. Oh, I had to return emails. Shirt. <laughs> she's nine hours ahead. Her yeah. body clock's yeah. nine that's hours ahead. I told ahead. her you're gonna be working in the middle of the night. You crazy? Yeah. Um. There's. I've. I have two parts to this okay. that I want to know. You don't want to be obnoxious, but goddamn, you could cut your throat because all of a sudden you start folding that fitted sheet. Yeah. And guess what you're doing next Monday, dummy? You're right. You're folding that fitted sheet yeah. again. Yep, you're right. Because all of a sudden you she showed knows your- what I'm capable of. Yeah. Yeah. So you leave that shit balled <laughs> up in the corner, right? Because now she's like, ah, shit. Ah, shit. What if I put the regular sheet on the bed first and then put the fitted sheet on top of it? Now you're talking. Now I look like an idiot. Now you're talking. <laughs> See, that's where you go. And you go, what? You go, it's so weird because I feel so, I feel like I'm sleeping in a straitjacket. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I married Napoleon Dynamite. I can't roll the fuck over. Jesus. I can't roll over. <laughs> what is going on here? Yeah. Follow the thinking here, Dave. I like it. Yeah, but you want to do certain things, yeah. right? Here's the thing. Using your Aunt B thing. Yeah. The thing that made me nuts was my kids. I, I, I used to fight with my sons all the time. Did you get more peanut butter on your sandwich or on the <laughs> knife that went in the sink? Because I think I, think yeah, I can make. That's funny, but your parent, that shit drives you crazy. Because you're like, I paid for this fucking peanut butter. Yeah. Or they leave like half the, the mustard or ketchup on the plate and they throw it in the sink. Yeah, all that. So I would say you can do things like. Make sure the counters are wiped yeah. down because there's nothing worse than coming back and there's like a coffee ring. You know what I'm talking about? Or there's oh, yeah. dry jam on the on the cutting board and you're like, God dang it. What you have to determine yeah. is every chore as you look at it, you go, if it's not done, how the level of frustration is going to be what? 
And if that level of frustration is going to be over a five, then fix it. That peanut butter on the knife, that's an eight. <laughs> get that scrunch, right? Yeah. That thing, the scrub and the sponge. On, write that fucker down and get that in the dishwasher. Let's go, stupid. Let's go. But the throw pillows, yeah. all six throw pillows in the same corner and flattened out, that's yeah. good. That's it. Because she's going to come in and be like, they know that the throw pillows go one every other. Bullshit. Nobody knows. <laughs> so those throw pillows you jam all in. Yeah. You don't have a cat, so you don't have to worry about the cat box. But yeah, like it don't. Do you have clothes in the washer? I have uh, I have sheets in the washer right now. Here's your play. Okay. The sheets are in the washer, go in the dryer, but don't be a fucking dipshit and take them out of the dryer. That's I like her. It. I like it. And I don't. So one thirty in the morning, I make her make the bed. No, was well, the bed unmade? Yes. Ah, oh, it's a good move. That's a good move. It is see? a good move. I I think what you do. No, here's what you do. You just throw the sheet yes. over the mattress. Or, or Dave, here's yeah. better yet. You do this on purpose. You take that fitted sheet, you put it on, but you put it on inside out. So the tag's up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because now you've made the effort. She's like, God, that was really nice of him. You're never going to be asked to do that again. That's true. But with the tag up. And then what you do is the corner that she sleeps on. Is she on the right or the left? She's on the left. Okay, so the upper left, you make sure that of the four corners, that's the one that's attached the least. So that when she rolls over, that fucker's coming in. Bam! Right off the forehead. She's like, now she's going to realize, and maybe the tag, we don't want a retina to get no, abrasion. No, scratch a retina. No, I mean, come on. But when you put it on inside out and that thing, yeah. now she knows at some point tomorrow she's going to have to fix the fitted sheet, but she's going to love yeah. you for at least trying. Yeah. See? And you're clear. Yeah. You'll yeah. never have to do it again. Yeah. I just didn't know. Oh. It gave effort. I just didn't know. Is that right? I don't know how I missed that. Wink, wink. <laughs> no, it's funny. You mentioned Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. I saw this movie last week. When's the last time you saw that movie? Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah. Well, I love when we go for clips on Twitter. Uh, when we're on Twitter, we put those little the gifs. gifs. Yeah. yeah. Dude, the one of him getting shoved into the locker and he comes out all pissed. I love sending that to you every chance yeah. I get. But the one that I saw today uh, was Uncle Rico standing up and throwing the steak. It's my it's, favorite of all time. Oh, my God. So great. I think it's my favorite t movie clip, a clip of all time. I tell you, I watched... I watched a stupid movie. I remember my kids when it came out. Like, you got to see this. I'm like, I don't want to see this fucking Rex movie. Rex Guando is yeah. an, an unsung hero. And once you threw this steak, I was hooked. But there's a, there's, yeah. a, there's a scene in the movie that makes me laugh where, where Uncle Rico's talking to Kip. And they're in that little shitty uh, restaurant. In the diner or whatever it is. Yeah. And, and while Uncle Rico's talking, he just looks down at his arms and he's just like flexing his biceps. <laughs> yeah. But they're like going. Yeah. They're like going, not moving. Yeah. They aren't going anywhere, but he can't stop looking at his biceps. That, fuck, man, I can't breathe. Yeah, there's shit. That that's a typical guy movie. Yeah, there's not one cut in the cuss word in the whole movie either. There's no swearing. It's clean as can be. It cost like thirty thousand to make. It's so fucking funny. Yeah, that's a movie where you go, yeah, that's just great. We were laughing about um, Step Brothers today. Step Brothers is great because Step Brothers is great too. And and the scene that you and I talk about, I was joking with my buddy Pat at work is when Rob Riggles telling Will Ferrell that he's got a very punchable face. Can I change it? Oh. I just want to punch it. 
<laughs> it's so great. Um, that kind of stuff. But um, so just real quick. Yeah. I would say this. Here's here's where you make points tonight. The move you want to make tonight is make sure and make sure the trash cans are empty. And Dave, this will really win for you. Okay. And this is fine. You can do this and get away with this. This is the small battle that you win. Take care that the the plastic bag that you have in your bathroom yeah. is up and out. So those Anything that you have recycling, if there's empty toilet paper rolls or there's Q-tips or yeah. whatever else, get that one wrapped up and put out. Because when she wakes up in the morning and yeah. she's got to get ready for work and she's tired and everything else, that's the first thing she's going to notice. <laughs> and she's going to notice, this is great. So the fitted sheet and all that, shit in the dryer, yeah, don't worry about any of that shit. It'll be fine. <laughs> Throw pillows. Kind of like you said, but just if if the anger factor is over a five, yeah, and Tracy will back me up on this, Rose will back me up on this. All you know what I'm saying, but all of a sudden, if she comes in and yeah, goddamn place yeah, looks like looks, uh, looks like the Ritz, yeah, yeah. Curry's taking pictures. Of every, if all of a sudden <laughs> it looks like every house in Imperial Beach, um, yeah. You're going to be expected to do that every time. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to be the guy coming up and hitting that home run every time. There you go. Shit, man. Single. Get hit by a pitch. You'll be the, fine. The, All right, here's what I want ahead. to know. She's been gone how long? Um about 17 days. It's a long really? time. Yeah, a long long time. Okay. She does not listen to the podcast. No, not at all. She will be back tonight. Yeah. She's back tonight, which means the life you've lived for the last 17 days is about to dramatically change. What are you giving up tomorrow that you're sitting here and, and because she doesn't listen that you can admit go, shit, I have to give this up tomorrow. What have you been able you know to do what? for There's, 17 days? I, I tell you what, I haven't watched any of those shitty programs she watches. That's for right? sure. None of that crap. Yeah, that lifetime yeah, shit's I haven't coming watched, back. Yeah, I am, Will, fucking Will Wheaton. Yeah, this bullshit. I, it's funny you said that. I went to the DVR. Chad Lowe. I wanted to see what was on there. There are like eight episodes of I Am Jazz. I don't know what that is. It's the sixteen-year-old girl that's uh, changing sexes. Oh man, I don't know that I'm ready for that. No, and then you, I'm not emotionally stable <laughs> enough to watch that. That's a brave kid. Is it a real kid? Yeah, it's a real kid. It's, a, it's God yeah. damn. And if you didn't know what she looked like, you would swear. I mean, that she was going a boy. from guy to girl or girl guy to, to guy. Guy to girl. You would swear. You go. That's a good-looking girl. I'm telling you right now, I've never, know. I've never seen a second of the show. You go, that's a 16 year old kid who's so much mentally stronger than yeah. you and me. God bless her. Yeah. Well, so it's, that's one of her things. So it's on the DVR. The other thing she watches like crazy. Two things she watches that drives me nuts. Okay. The TV show in the middle has to be the worst show of all fucking time. I know it was on for nine years, and it's Eric Weddle's favorite show. In the, I don't know what show that's the is. one with Patricia Heaton that used to be oh, on The yeah. Wife of Everybody Loves Raymond. It's a yeah. it's, it's listed as a comedy. I've never laughed at this show once. It's it's horrible. The okay. show in the middle is the worst show I've ever seen. She loves that fucking show. Hate it. My kids walking out. So this you gonna can I change the fucking channel? They hate it too. Why does she like it? What does she relate I, I have to? No in idea that show? why she likes that goddamn show. It's it's horrible. And then the the other one she watches all the time. Thank God she doesn't tape it. My six hundred pound life. Now, my wife is not a big woman. For some reason, she loves to watch these people that are 600 pounds that can't stop eating Big Macs. Non-fucking-stop. 
Is that what they do? I fucking do? hate, dude, nonstop. And my mother-in-law, when she was alive, she'd watch that shit too. It drove me crazy. Every show is the same fucking show. All right, let me ask you this. Life life uh, question right yeah. now. You can make twenty five grand a year being an associate producer on my six hundred pound life. Yeah. Or you can make sixty grand a year being a cameraman for the deadliest catch out in the Bering Sea, forty oh, Jesus, foot waves. Thirty six hour dude, days. I, I would die on that boat. I'm I'm going twenty five right thousand. I'd go th- be through the guy throwing up and then go. God, I'd watch our David. That's what it would be like. Be on the Dave, on Butler. Dave, I love you for your answer. <laughs> we are struggling. Aren't we, Eddie? Oh, shit. I go on your boat right now. You fucking fuck. <laughs> What'd you fucking say, Ed? I go on your boat. Your big ass. <laughs> go over. <laughs> You suck of shit. You're a big 600-pound sack of shit. I'll tell you what, this big 600-pound sack of shit may take a size 14 boot and put it up your little poop suit. <laughs> What's the matter with it? I think, I think I... How long would you last out there on the Barry? I dude, love not that show. Not, dude, I get so seasick so fast, it's ridiculous. All right, let me ask you a few yes. shows and tell me yeah. how long you'd last on it. Okay, go ahead. So right now when you go out there, with you're out there. Do you ever you ever see Deadliest Catch? Yeah. I love I that nothing, show. I know you do, but I want nothing to do with it. There's nothing part of that show where I'd go, i got to be part of that. Yeah, because being up for 36 hours, I'd be done. Yeah. I'm up do for, you get seasick? Uh, I don't. But I think if you're dealing yeah. 25 foot fucking waves and you've been out there and some asshole cut his finger off because the crab bit it off. Yeah, I'm probably yakking. <laughs> Eating pork and beans. <laughs> pork and beans sounds goddamn good, right? I don't care. And you know what I use for a spoon? My forefinger and my middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would die on that show. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I'd be the guy. And then she said, and the wave would just come, and I'd just be done. <laughs> There's a bunch of shows where I go, I, I would never make it. Yeah. Like, the the show, like, I would never make it as a cameraman or a producer no, on way. that show. No way. Like, the other night, they had that guy Bear Grylls on. Not like Bear Grylls, yeah. but it's like every day, it's like, okay. So we went down, and we were in the bottom of the canyon, and we found the 14-foot-high scorpion. And we ate the scorpion feces. And you're like, why? <laughs> Who did this? We ate the foot of the baby kangaroo. And you're like, why? Baby kangaroos are cool. What are we doing here? Yeah, I don't like that show. I don't like anything about that. Every time they do those creepy eating things, yeah. you're like, yeah, no. Not really interested in Oh, that. that is too funny. How much do those cameramen make? Do they make 60 grand? What do they make? Oh, shit. I bet those guys make good dough. But you know what's funny about it? You never see them in the shop. No, you don't. How do they do that? I don't Good know. editing, huh? Yeah, it's like the guys that shoot porn where they never end up in the mirror. And you're like, hey, how the hell did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let me bring this up. To, uh, this well, is on that question when I see her. I think we're going to do a little bit of a Q&A. Okay. For, uh, because we'll do a Q&A. <laughs> now, would this ruin everything? But I've already got Billy's 1300 in the bank. So, what, Dave... I, this is the dumb question of the day for the porn thing, right? Yeah. Because a buddy of mine went, 
And he said he got invited to go, and they told him basically bring a 12-pack of beer and go to Subway. Get yourself like two sandwiches because it's a long day. And he said you just kind of sit there and drink beer. And uh, they go for like five minutes or six minutes in this position. And then it's uh, it's a break while they change the lighting. And the guy in the scenes over there it looks like he's trying to start a fucking lawnmower. <laughs> trying to keep it up. And the chick's smoking a Pall Mall, right? Everybody's just eating Subway. How's it going over there? <laughs> you know what I mean? He's trying to keep old Flacido Domingo in the game. I'd like to listen to John Butler. Tell me how he's Well, I'll tell you what, David. Hey, what's going on over there, Nils? You have a little problem? Do I have a little problem there, Eddie? Eddie! Jesus Christ. It, it smells weird in here. <laughs> it's a very awkward smell. You know what's funny about you, Ed? Nothing. Other than the fact that I have female friends that would be in here admiring the beautiful naked body, and you're in here complaining because your sinuses hurt. I'm going to go pull the car around. Yeah, pull the car right around, and just keep pulling it around until I tell you to fuck off. Um, yeah, that's what I'm going to be like. I'd be like, is it just stinking there? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like when you, like, if, you, if you've ever, I talked about working at the Triton. Yeah. First job I ever had, fish restaurant down in Cardiff. And you're all excited because they give you your snazzy Hershey Brown Triton t-shirt, right? And you're like, oh, this is great. Here I go. You go get your pair of navy blue Dockers or Dickies. Yeah. Not Dockers. Dickies. You get your no slip shoes, and then you walk back there, and you're like, "This whole place smells like shit." <laughs> Is that what we're gonna? If they, if she said to you, okay, "Come watch a shoot," yeah, oh, I'd be in it in a second. If she's in it, it doesn't matter if she's in it. I still would like to see a shoot. So I'm, she's there with Mandingo. You're going. Oh Jesus Christ! What are you gonna ruin it for? <laughs> Jesus! I just told you I wanted to see the show. You just ruined it. Ray Victory comes out of retirement. <laughs> Ray Victory comes out of retirement. Go ahead. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. I told you when I worked at Santa Fe Liquor in Encinitas, yeah. there was a really, she was a cute girl. Cute girl. She was, I don't know, mid-20s. She wasn't like 18. Maybe, yeah, I would say mid-20s. And she was a worker, or she was a dancer at Lay Girls. Yeah. And what I've always thought about, as time's gone on is her husband was a little too eager to tell us all that she danced there. Hey, she works at lay girls. I'm like, yeah, I gotcha. Heard you the first four times. <laughs> and he said, uh, you should go down there and see her show. And to go, yeah, she's kind of, I don't mind seeing her naked. Sure. And lay girls. Have you ever been in lay girls? Yeah, it was the first place I ever went in San Diego. What year was that? That was 1989. Okay, now, have you been in there since? No, I have not. Because 89 would probably for, be... <laughs> my first day in San Diego, first two places I went to, Black Speech and Lake Girls. Haven't been back I've to I've never one. been to Black Don't Speech. Go. My it's buddy a, OJ nightmare. said he goes down there and played touch football, and it freaked me out, scarred oh, me. God, dude. Ten, it, the first nine out of ten people are guys, and everybody's in horrible shape. Yeah. Yeah, it's a disaster. My buddy OJ looked like the lead singer at Cameo, and I was like, I'm not going down there with him. And then he said he goes down there to play touch football. I'm like, fuck you. 
<laughs> out of all the places. Okay. Yeah, right? Yes. I'm like, fuck, dude, you should go down there and play miniature golf. <laughs> um, So my buddy says, uh, he wasn't really my buddy. He was just a guy who came in, bought like individual clubs. Okay. You know those guys are, right? <laughs> One club for a quarter. <laughs> and he goes, uh, my wife dances down there. So we went. And the thing that I remembered about Lay Girls was you could pay like 20 bucks and get a Polaroid with the chick. Yeah. She'd sit on your lap. Yeah, they had that when I was there. Cha-ching! Yeah. With the Polaroid, right? What yeah. a scam that was. But then you go into that room, and the only thing I remember about that room was how goddamn dark it was in there. Like, it was yeah. so dark, and I, I, I mean, I don't have anything to hide. Dave, I don't think I've been in there since... Oh, I'll, I got another great story. <laughs> the hell? I'll tell the story. I don't care. No, it's funny. It's, it's my buddy Rodney's birthday today. Okay. And he went with me to, to lay girls. To lay girls. And Am I right on that? How yes, dark the room is. You're 100 right. And he's he bought everything to the point where I think he came from Nashville to San Diego with like 350 dollars. Yeah. The next day he was at Western Union. His mom had a wire of money because he had spent all of it at Lay Girls. All he of got it. everything. And my other uh, my other future roommate spent like another 350 dollars on a midget. I shouldn't say midget, but you know what I'm saying. With, a little attractive woman. Yeah. With with. Fake huge tits, and he threw $350 on her. He was the only one that gave that girl money all day, all night, but he could not get enough of that little girl with the big giant tits. <laughs> <laughs> well, who could? Um, we were like 19, and we had a buddy in our group that hadn't got laid. Yeah. We knew he hadn't got laid. So at that time, there were – I don't really even think you have it. I think they've cleaned the streets up. But down in the Midway area, especially right by there – on the back part of the sports arena, there were always street walkers. Yeah. So there were probably like 10 of us. We'd gone down. I don't know what we went to. There had to be something at the arena going on. But we went to the arena, and then we all, when you actually had disposable income, we were going to get our one buddy late. So we find this chick, and she's great looking. And uh, so we pull our money. I swear to God, we pulled like 300 bucks. Because we're all like, we're just yeah. dumb. We're all 19. And like I said, there's like nine or 10 of us. So we're all kicking in like 25. Shit. We, you know, what, the, <laughs> what the hell is it going right? So we, I swear we had like 300 bucks. Yeah. That we give to this chick. And all she's going to do is blow him in the car of the Jack in the Box parking lot yeah. across from Lay Girls. Yeah. You know where that is, yeah, right? So, uh, so we give her the dough. And he gets Jelly Legs Murphy. No way. You backed out? I, I can't do this. No chance I can do this. Well, we're not getting our 300 bucks back, right? <laughs> Billy Clyde Tuttle's going to come out of the back room and beat the shit out of all of us <laughs> with a lead pipe. So me, I go, fuck it, I'm going. Yeah. I'm going. I don't give a shit. Yeah. So we're in this. Somebody had like a Honda Accord. So I'm in the front seat of the Honda Accord. She's in the passenger seat. As soon as the door shut, here come like 15 San Diego cops no flying way. into the parking lot. Jesus. Fly, lights on the whole thing. She and I don't say a word to each other. We just both at the same time, like in unison, like synchronized swimmers, synchronized Got sex it. perverts. Yeah. <laughs> we we pull the thing on the side, and both seats go flat back. Yeah. We're 
we're back. So we're sitting there, and the cops are rustling up all the guys that are oh, talking Jesus. to the chicks and all the girls. So she and I are watching this whole thing. So I'll never forget this. So I'm like, how's your night going? And she's like, not bad. <laughs> so we just sat there. Did you look like a hooker, though? I mean, she had a skirt on that looked like it stopped at her belt line. Got it. But your looked boy like had one of the Pointer Sisters. Yeah, <laughs> your boy had jungle fever. Yeah. And so, uh, so we just sat there, and she and I just sat there and bullshitted for like ten minutes, and then all the cops were there, and then eventually the cop and she bailed. Yeah. So she got the three hundred bucks. Yeah. I didn't do anything. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Were you thinking of going to jail? No, no, it's really funny. That's what's funny about yeah. it. Like there's it, it's funny. I was talking to somebody about background checks and everything else. Yeah. And you said, well, you spent 20 years doing talk radio. You ain't do anything. The UT is going to write your name in the paper immediately. Yep. And so, yeah, it's a pretty easy way to live a clean life. I mean, I love heroin as much as anybody. <laughs> yes. I just, you can't even find a spoon in your house. Yes. <laughs> But um, no, I was so stupid. Yeah. I, no, I didn't. I didn't think. I mean, yeah. again, I was you like, you were a kid. Yeah, I was like yeah. nineteen. You're nineteen. You never think you're gonna get caught doing anything. Yeah, but I think Dave, what's funny about it is I remember that conversation. Like, I think in hindsight, if anything had happened, there'd be yeah. a part of me where you're like, eh, I, I, I wouldn't tell yeah. the story. Yeah. But I'll never forget just me and her at the same time without saying shit. Hit those seats, they go flying back. I my pants were nothing was yeah. down. She wasn't naked. I hadn't done anything. And just sit there and going, nineteen year old kid talk. She had to be in her thirties. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, oh, older chick, right? Yep. How's your night going? Not bad. <laughs> Never forget. And then like Not ten bad. minutes went by and yeah, she made like three hundred bucks for doing nothing. For nothing. I it's like Costa gets his check yeah, every two weeks. Three hundred <laughs> bucks for doing nothing. And he dresses the same. Exactly. A buddy of mine, it was funny, one of those guys that can't ever talk to a girl. You know, uh, that, that yeah. guy that's like, Jesus, are you going to talk ever to her? Do you ever have a buddy? Uh, well, tell me about that guy. No, and then well, I so, want to ask about your other buddy. No, no. So this guy could never talk to a girl, but, man, he had no problem when we went to Vegas ordering hookers, which is illegal. See, that freaks me out. Me too, because it's illegal as fuck in Vegas. It's not Reno. Don't and, you feel like I never? that was never my thing? And Because so, I felt I, like you yeah. were going to get rolled. Yeah. So and I, then how do you explain that? Yeah. Exactly. So I've I've never I've never gone that route. But I remember when he would do it, I'd go down to the casino, I'd stand okay. by the elevators because I wanted to see what they look like, you no know. Shit. And then they he'd always order two, and then they. Well, look they, at this guy. I know the one time he could fucking talk. Charlie Sheen. He could only talk to to hookers. And Hugh then, Grant. And then he tells me then he drops this line on me. He used to do it in Vegas and he'd do it in TJ. Okay. He drops this line on me every time after they left. Ah, they know what the fuck they were doing. And I was like, oh, look at this guy. I know. I go, face it. I go, you're the best you're ever going to have. He goes, I am the best I'm ever going to have. I know how to get myself off. <laughs> and I go, I was joking, you fuckhead. <laughs> and then he, <laughs> dude, he could always talk to the hookers, but he couldn't ever talk to a normal girl like in a restaurant. See, for me, when we would go to, and again, at that time, yeah, when there's 10 of your buddies and nobody's really in a relationship. And then all of a sudden you become 21, you can go to the nudie bar. Yeah. But you knew immediately, at least I did, I felt like I knew immediately in the nudie bar what the game was. Yes. We're walking, talking dollar bill. That's it. That's it. But did you have any buddies who thought that they were going to oh, yeah, leave there? Did. Yeah, they all did. And they all they, they all Were they did. Amber? Yeah, they all thought they were leaving with the girl. Ginger. With, 
Yeah, it smelled like vanilla. Yeah. Walk out of there with the goddamn uh, Lana. <laughs> glitter on your face. <laughs> Thinking four hundred dollars later when the night's over, she's leaving with you. They never do. That's yeah, Leilani and I are gonna yeah. start. Where are you gonna go with yeah, Leilani? Exactly. Where are you bringing her? Yeah, and her two kids. Yeah. That was that was that was always the deal. It always was weird to me when you'd go into a strip club, and the guy would have his girlfriend or his wife with him. That was always strange to me. They love there are women that love to watch the guys get lap dances from these strippers, especially Asian wow. guys in L.A. It was always a bunch of Asian guys who would always have their girlfriends with them or their no, wives. No kidding. Yeah, my buddies would love. There was uh, you're an L.A. guy. There's a strip club in L.A. Um, that was uh, Bob's Classy Ladies. Yeah. You know where that is? I, I know that one. The Tropicana, so, the one in Hollywood. I've been there. Where they, where they filmed uh, Coming to America, where, where they're, they're meeting girls. I never got the I never yeah. got the whole mud wrestling thing. Yeah. That was weird to they me. They did the mud wrestling. They did the whipped cream wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. But um, at Bob's Classy Ladies, which I think, Dave, am I right, was like Century of the Stars, which is where the old KABC Channel yeah. 7 used to be. Yeah. Because if you would go into Bob's Classy Ladies on a Wednesday or Thursday night about 9 o'clock, there was a chance you could see former Charger great Jim Hill in there. <laughs> That's true. That's Did a, you know that? Yeah, I've seen Jim Hill. In there? I saw Jim Hill at Tropicana. Yeah. I saw, I saw Jim see, Hill. See, this is what I admire about Jim Hill. Where you and I just said, we were doing some horseshit radio yeah. show on 800. We didn't want our name in our paper, uh, in the paper. Jim Hill's the shit. Yeah, everybody knew who Jim Hill was. And Jim didn't give a fuck. Didn't give a fuck at all. Jim was like, I'm going into Bob's Classy Ladies. And when she's good, I saw Bob. I, this is, you know, like how they said Carson yeah. would wave young comedians, Gary Shandling over yeah. the couch, and it made their career? Goddamn if Jim Hill didn't twice on this night get up and give a standing ovation. Yeah. Now that's class. And Jim would be, be in there while his intern was writing the scripts. Yeah, and, and Ann Martin's drinking it yeah. up. <laughs> he would leave like at 10, 50, 11 o'clock. He'd be on the news at flawless at, at eleven twenty-five. Perfect. Like he wrote that shit himself and been practicing for three weeks. And yeah. I tell you what, you tell me a guy in L.A. that's got a better looking suit than Jim Hill does, Nobody and does. I'm going to fist fight you in the street because <laughs> it doesn't exist. I'll tell you this too: you you show me a, a gentleman, and I mean it in every sense yeah. of the word, a gentleman. From the way he dresses to the way he conducts himself with every person yeah. he meets. You show me somebody nicer than Jim Hill, and I'm going to hit you over the... F I'm going <laughs> to hit you in the face. <laughs> so that's just a little bit of a tip for you, like all it. of you. When you go out to the strip club, yeah. show show a little respect. Get your lazy ass out of the chair and give him a standing ovation. Exactly Jim right. Hill did it. You can do it, too. Exactly right. Hey, I want to thank Daniel Tyler over there at Superior My Fence. man. He is. Jeff mentioned uh, earlier today, I had a conversation with him and said, I want to yep. get things started. He was one of the guys that stepped up right away. Look, Superior Fence with Daniel Tyler, 760-745-4846, 760-745-4846. Jeff and I joke about this all the time, Love but him. no joke. If you talk to Daniel, every job's an easy job. I wish I every it. guy I dealt with went through life that way and said, it's easy, piece of cake. Doesn't well, matter what you want, he has it done. Well, I, I asked him today. I said, look, we're going to go to a Little League field. We're going to have to put fencing up. you got to put fencing in front of the dugouts. you got to put fencing along. you got to build the back thing. He goes, fuck, we're in. Yep. We're done. No problem. I knew it. He, Dave, he and Ryan were the first two guys. I knew they'd all be there, but I was like, we're going to want to do this right, and I couldn't be more stoked that San Diego Superior Fence is with us because it is going to look so goddamn good when we're done, not because of anything I did or Dave did, 
but because of what Dan and his team are going to do. I'm just thrilled. It's going to be awesome. Absolutely. Free estimates, even Saturdays. Don't forget, Daniel does most, most of his work in the North County, but it'll go all over San Diego County just for you. A-plus rating with the BBB. Superior Fence Company, Daniel Tyler, he's your guy. Also, don't forget about Alan Taylor, Taylor May Pools. Another guy steps up. Not a shock at all. We'll, we'll see Alan again on August 1st at our big party. 20 years in the business. Taylor made pools. Right now, you guys know what it's like with the warm weather. Everybody's thinking about that perfect pool. Don't forget to give Alan a call. He's the guy that does insulation. Also, will resurface the pool that you currently have. Don't wait. Make sure you call Alan Taylor right away. Get that pool going in the right direction. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. You can also follow Alan on, on Twitter at Teammade Pools. Well, when I needed him today, um, I had the utmost confidence in all of these guys. Yep. Uh, they are about community. They're about family. Dave, you were with them in Arizona for baseball. Great guy. Youth baseball means a lot to Alan. And I, I knew what the answer was going to be, but there's no better feeling than when you reach out to your buddies and you're like, look, this is what we want to do next. You're partners to us. You're not sponsors. You're partners. Uh, if it's not anything you're interested in, but I knew that was an easy thing, and Alan was right there when I needed him. He said, man, we're in. We know what Barkley's going to do. We know what Dan's going to do. We're not exactly sure what you and me and, and Alan and Brian Curry are going to do. All we know is we're going to be there. We're going to be part of the team. Uh, you guys are going to be part of the team, but I'm just so thankful uh, to be part of the TaylorMade. They're part of the Dave and Jeff family. We're part of the TaylorMade pool family, and that makes me very, very proud. Absolutely. One of the originals, Brian Curry, of course, Brian Curry, he's a full-service broker. The thing I like about Brian is you're talking about a major investment when you talk about buying that house, yep. selling your house. He wanted to know that it's not just a guy that's looking to make a check off you. He's a guy that's looking out for your best situation to make your life better. That's what Brian does all over San Diego County. Brian will put you in the perfect living situation. Jeff will be using him in just a couple months here. Also, don't forget right now, Brian is also your guy for property management. If you need someone to manage your property, call Brian Curry at 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. One five eight eight. Well, it's funny. I've been stressing, not really stressing, but I've been thinking about where I'm going to go. Yeah. As far as building, uh, getting that house, and I knew I had BC, but then my son Jack took care of everything. Uh, told me yesterday before going on vacation, we were sitting there and he was looking at YouTube and he goes, "Here's the house I think I'm going to get, the 18 million dollar house up on Pebble Beach." <laughs> Is that where you're going? Yeah, apparently because uh, my son Jack said that he's going to play in the NBA. Now all doctors say that he's going to max out at five foot nine, and he's white, and he's got uh, Norwegian and Persian blood in him. Yes, uh, we're very thankful that he has Norwegian and Persian blood in him. But I don't know many fifty uh, percent Norwegian, fifty percent Persian guys winning the slam dunk contest. But my son, who figures he's going to max out. Uh, he thinks he's going to be 6'3". He's okay. 100% full of shit. <laughs> but the good news is uh, that he told me he's going to buy me a $20 million house. Nice. So he's a good kid. Great kid. Um, but he's the same kid that they're currently on vacation with their mom at a beautiful resort in Phoenix. And he said to me, he said, I'd love you to go on the trip. I said, though, that's really nice. It's nice of you to say. He goes, but he said this with a straight face. He goes, yeah. But he goes, with the divorce going on, you can't stay with us at the resort, but maybe there's a day's in across the <laughs> Is street. That what he said? Thanks. Thanks for looking out. Jesus. You get some donut holes in the morning? Great. Thanks. <laughs> I don't think he even wanted me. He loved it. He loved his own joke. So he goes, funny. hey, you maybe. Did? That's awesome. He thought it was great. He goes, yeah, you can't stay with us. 
but maybe there's a Days Inn across the street. Point being is that some he's going to buy me a $20 million yeah, home, or he's like going to buy a $20 million home. And he said, for the time being, I can live with him. And he, he said, we'll see what happens down the road. I told him, I go, I get more sick of you every time <laughs> you start talking. But the nice thing is uh, he's going to get Brian a much better commission than I would have got him. Uh, let's wrap this up because Dave's got to go act like he did something, like he missed his wife, put all those <laughs> shitty shows back on the DVR. Remember, we want to save a Little League field that needs to be saved. We need your help in doing it. The first step is... Find that Little League park, especially for the young guys, man. I mean, my kids are 10. They'd probably be the high end of it. We're talking about the, the Dave, who are the guys? The T-ballers, the Caps, right, Coach yep. Pitch? Yep. Those are the guys we want to buff out. And, and really, we're going from Oceanside to Escondido, as far out east as Escondido. We're coming south to Chula Vista, out to Alpine. Now, we're not going out to fucking Campo or any of that shit where there's rattlesnakes, any of that bullshit. <laughs> But uh, but we want you just send us a picture on Twitter at Dave Palais at Jeff Dotseth. And uh, don't forget, we're cutting off the registration this weekend. Please, $25 gets you in the door. Thank you to everybody who's been a huge part of that. But let's start thinking about this Little League field. I tell you, we're all going to be better people for doing it. We thank all of you for all the support you have. Are we back this week? Yeah, it's up to you. Yeah, e what I, night are we back? I, I can either go Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night. Okay. We'll do it tomorrow night. We'll see you tomorrow night. We'll have uh, maybe an extended show. But, uh, yeah, thanks to everybody. We'll talk to you on Twitter, and then we'll see you tomorrow night. Fantastic. We got winners. Got losers, chain smokers and boozers, and we got yuppies, we got bikers, and we've got thirsty hitchhikers, and the girls next door dress up like movie stars. I love this bar. We got cowboys, we got truckers, broken hearted fools and suckers, and we got hustlers, we got fighters, early birds and all-nighters, and the veterans talk about their battle scars. Walking through the front door Puts a big smile on my face It ain't too far Come as you are I love this bar I've seen short skirts We've got high techs Blue-collared boys and rednecks We got lovers, lots of lookers 
And I've even seen dancing girls and hookers And we like to drink our beer from a mason jar Take it on home. 